how do we even do a podcast yo i forgot how to speak though <laughs> i know right like what do you i don't even know if i'm talking <laughs> maybe we should just go to clubhouse instead because that's what everybody's doing clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> i still haven't even i mean i i don't know i i don't know how to use it. <laughs> it's like clubhouse is like uh I've, I've been on it for a little bit and it's literally like okay imagine discord but or you know what no imagine what we're doing right now so imagine what we're doing right now you and i are just recording right now remotely um using the tool that we use but mm -hmm. people can just drop in and listen to us or they can join the conversation so like they would press like a little button that says raise your hand and they could start speaking with us but like most people can do it like it's just a big chat room but you can listen in or join or talk with other people and it's invite only right now apparently oh. i was reading up on it i guess they'll open it up later but it's invite only and like they're still in beta and so it's a lot of like silicon valley like entrepreneurs and techies on there and like people trying to start up companies like that's the majority of the what is it like that's the majority of the kind of people that are on there right are now using it yeah, yeah yeah and and celebrities too like i was just on a talk well i wasn't on the talk but like i was like scrolling through it because most of the time i don't even like really be on it i just like look and see the different rooms that are in there and some of the rooms are like wild like 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 black women 2021 who are cheating or it's a super black app by the way it's super black or there's one that's like bitcoin it just hit like three three thousand whatever like why aren't you on oh bitcoin <laughs> or this is how you make a business or why don't you dr drop your latest like uh album this is for a uh, music artist to network we'll play your song and listen to it give you feedback or how do I, you know, actors, actors anonymous, like actors talking about like their experiences or should you like, is it really bad to be a side chick or thing, it's oh like God. all kinds of weird <laughs> random conversations on there. And it's like, it's developed by a black developer, right? Or am I mistaken there? I don't know. Like, I think so. Former podcast uh, uh, guest. Al Tariq, Tunrific Tariq, told me that it was developed by someone who was black, who may be the person on the cover of the app. It's also like it's an Apple product only. So um, mm. also forgive me if like you hear me like opening a bottle right now because I'm very thirsty and I have headaches. Yeah. Uh, speaking of being thirsty, <laughs> welcome to the Black and Animated speaking Podcast. Of being thirsty, <laughs> I know that you guys were thirsty for all DNA content because it's so been sorry. a minute. I did not know. Um, yeah, it? and uh, it's four? black. It's it's Black History Month. This season four is Black History Month, as we always uh, try Which to. Which is premiere. why we're talking about the super black app Clubhouse that everybody's yeah, on. A time I to celebrate. Uh, black folks, uh, African American folks. Uh, Watch somebody looks this up. And Clubhouse was like made by like some white dude, and it's like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I think the person on the uh, on the cover of the app currently, because I had like checked into it, but I didn't. Oh, no, or not checked into it. I found the Twitter <laughs> for it. Wait, <laughs> that's the app like icon as much changed. As it's not like a cool well, dude no, with no, no, natural it, hair. 
no, it is still that dude, but that's not the developer. Because I <laughs> when I went to check the the Twitter and it was like, uh, this this month uh, we're featuring this dude, and uh, he he used our app pretty early, and he's a friend of ours. So um, it didn't seem like it was a developer, but they could have just like you know coded it so it didn't sound like it was developer. But yeah, I don't no, know, I mean, but all I know is there's a lot of people of color on this app, and it is like. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of cool that like there's just so many like black folks that are like trying to start up companies or do real estate or just be entrepreneurs or learn how to do this type type of business thing, techie, stuff like that. It's, like it's not black people exclusive. It's just that it just seems to be a lot of like black and like people of color in general on it, which is pretty cool. And oh, I forgot. I feel like I lost my train of thought, but like, yeah, for like celebrity stuff, like like Keith Stanfield is on there, Laverne oh. Cox is on there, there's Kevin Hart's on it. Ava oh. DuVernay's on there. Like, it's oh my God. crazy. Like, a lot of celebrities are g- gaining, like, the limited access to it. I got oh, onto man. Clubhouse because one of my coworkers, she got on through somebody in her, like, Latinx and tech, like, organization. So she invited me because there's, like, an animation one on there that a lot of mm. people just listen to. So... <laughs> Kinda... And now, like, the animation industry is starting to get involved. Like, there have been yeah. a lot of talks with, like, Bruce W. Smith and Rad Seacrest. And there's, like, all kinds of people. Like, a lot of the Disney feature folks, some of the Pixar folks. It's, it kind of sounds like of uh, audio Twitter. <laughs> like, it, yeah. Because yeah, the way you're talking about it kind of feels like how Twitter, like, people were talking about Twitter when it first, like, started coming up. Because it was just like, oh, wow, like, celebrities are on this and you could talk to them and, and it's not weird, but it is weird. I described it to somebody. Um, imagine that I described it to somebody as like, it's as if Twitter you know on twitter you gained uh access to celebrities and influencers politicians even and you can interact with them and sometimes they'll reply back to you like you like the you got a little bit closer to them in a i guess parasocial way but clubhouse allows you to get closer to them in that same way but also like verbally speak with them as well mm. and it's perhaps in some unhealthy cases enhances the parasocialness of it i don't know but yeah i don't know i think clubhouse is neat and the little microcosm that i've experienced it i don't know it's wow. just it's just another app it's just another yeah. app and I mean, hot fresh new app for uh uh new year 2021 you know yeah, hot fresh new app hot fresh new year well uh i mean i hope it'll be better yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're not out of the woods yet like just because yeah. clock, just because the clock struck midnight at, um on just because the clock struck midnight on new year's eve in 2020 2021 is here and 2020 is over that doesn't mean covid left like it's still here and like people are still like not following directions and it's a mess sorry that's a different conversation but boy oh boy is rough mm-hmm. out there folks. please yeah. please yeah. oh my goodness please be yeah. safe yeah even if you're far off into the future where uh things are like three percent three percent better than it was in 2020 like stay safe stay healthy yeah it's it's weird like if people come back to this episode and listen they're gonna be like what are they talking about like covid <laughs> like yeah you remember I, that year that we were i'm excited for that <laughs> yeah <laughs> grandma what's 2020 well young lad there was a whole year where nobody took a disease seriously and oh boy it was pretty bad 
lot of people died and it wasn't fun and our government in the u.s was a mess it was a really bad year apparently though on record it was not as bad as the civil war that was actually the worst year in american history apparently according to historians well 2020 really does does take the cake according to those I saw that on the news a couple days ago. It was like, yeah, actually, technically, uh, the Civil War, that was like the worst time in American history. And I'm like, Yo. yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. 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 That actually makes sense. <laughs> bad. Yeah. Gosh. Well, I mean, speaking of history, I just say things and pretend like they're segues. Speaking of America, speaking of being black in America, there you go. Today, we are going to be talking about Pixar's Soul. What's that? Pixar's Soul is a film by Pixar. Wow. <laughs> We're going to be talking about it today. Wow. I'm I'm pretty um I'm pretty stoked to talk about it actually. Um I watched it twice <laughs> within Ooh, twice. A, a week time span. I, and, I I only watched it once, but I talked about it a lot immediately after I saw it. So I'm almost like kind of talked out. Well, mm. <laughs> it's weird. Like I have a friend who still wants to talk about it and I haven't hit her back up because I talked about it so much as soon as I as soon as I was done watching it. I was like, I have a lot of feelings. Oh. I need to talk to everybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm ripe with feeling because I literally watched it uh right before recording and um I was I was definitely in like Oh man, cry mode. <laughs> I'm about to roll into this in cry mode. <laughs> we're gonna uh, assume that um if you're this we are gonna go into spoilers, folks. So Yes, we're gonna if, we're gonna be spoiling those spoilies. Yeah, spoiling the spoils. Mm-hmm. So uh we hope that you have seen it. Or if you know you don't care about spoilers, maybe this is will inspire you to see it. Yeah. Who was Quest Love in this movie? Sorry, I'm looking Just, at some it, he's the drummer. <laughs> it's which is i love that i was like well perfect person to be the drummer in your, yeah, in your black movie plus love. i was trying to listen i was I'm like i'm just looking at the info and i'm like wait a minute and I'm, I'm thinking back i'm like wait which one the drummer that makes sense well that's a huge spoiler alert. if you did not know quest love was a drummer in this movie uh well he is <laughs> it was a good it was a good film yeah it was a great film i didn't like it uh the first time i watched it which is why i watched it the second time because i was like i know this was good but i didn't like this experience and i had so many questions that i felt dissatisfied um i kind of like recommend if you felt that the first viewing a second viewing will definitely is just like all right this is really good <laughs> like I, I loved it well you watched it in a very interesting way like you watched it with uh like other people but like everybody was kind of talking over it right so you didn't yeah. really get to, like, truly so many things i missed or went over my head i got i was just like oh that's what ha- okay like things that i was just like why did they do this i was like oh okay they definitely gave you this like in the beginning or like sometime earlier in the film and later on they just reiterated and it's like all right this is i'm not as confused i'm I'm a bit more satisfied (laughs) yeah yeah so i guess we can talk about the plot really quickly should i should i should i should you should i (laughs) no yeah you i mean yeah so soul basically is about a music teacher joe gardner 
and he is kind of in that like I'm in that midlife crisis kind of stage state state of life where he is wondering like you know what has he done with his life like he hasn't really amounted to what he wanted to do like yeah sure he's teaching kids music but he himself wanted to be like a famous like jazz musician like folks that he's idolized and it kind of gave me vibes of mr holland's opus uh, a little bit i don't know if you've seen it Mm -mm, at all uh, Mr. Holland's opus is basically about, I think he's middle school, or maybe high school, about a high school, a school teacher who is a music teacher. And he's like, yo, man, I'm about to. He, it's, he's not black. I'm sorry, I don't know why I said it. <laughs> but um, he is trying to write a symphony. He's trying to write his opus. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a middle school teacher. So that takes a lot of energy and time and the whole movie is him trying to figure out how he can like write his masterpiece while being a school teacher. And basically like by the time he does it, he's like really old and can't really figure out how to like get his masterpiece, like I guess played. And I don't think he even finishes it. He's still frustrated with it, but he kind of like realizes that, you know, the he wasn't wasting his time like being a teacher like he taught a bunch of students who come mm-hmm. back and like play his opus for him mm. spoilers for mr holland's opus at the end of the film and he realizes oh wow this is <laughs> this is like i didn't waste my life teaching like i i was doing something good i'll i'll, I'll never uh <laughs> I'll, I'll never um be able to watch this movie thanks a lot no, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> um, just to go back to like wrapping up like the main point of the story. So yeah, like Joe's like trying to figure stuff out and then he dies or rather Wait, it's what? actually pretty no. weird. Like oh. he's not dead. Well, he's he, dying. His I soul leaves, leaves his body. <laughs> he's dying. Basically. Yeah, he's, he is dying. Yeah, but he <laughs> like on his way to like the great beyond to the afterlife um his little soul is like oh i'm not done yet oh snap and then he basically goes to like the great before and in like a long story short kind of way he basically goes through wacky hijinks in order to do try and get back to his body along with a little soul that doesn't want to live and like doesn't want to become to like live a life who's voiced by tina fey 22 and they go through like hijinks in order to just help him get back in his body so he can have a second chance yeah there's a lot yeah. of wacky wild hijinks but um so many hijinks <laughs> that like that's the movie on a very base too long uh tldr level words <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah i mean that's basically the movie and it was directed by pete doctor and written by pete doctor mike jones and kemp powers who kemp powers is uh because of this movie one of the first uh, african-americans to co-write a disney film didn't he co-direct it too or is it just pete no it's just pete doctor never mind i thought he co-directed my bad yeah yeah so fun facts for black history month yeah and um kent powers if i'm not mistaken also is from a journalism background so he kind of brought that journalism and like editorial experience to his writing for um a feature-length film Mm, nice so yeah soul 
on so, a, we're gonna get to like spoiler territory so let's start with the things that we loved and then go to the elephant in the room <laughs> afterwards yeah because yeah. i know that people listening to it like we're all thinking about the elephant in the room about this movie for those of you that watched it but we'll talk about it after we talk about the positives positives i like jazz <laughs> <laughs> positives jazz is great uh black people are great uh wow yeah. there's so many different types of black people in this movie mm. i really mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um, this is like i feel like something that i definitely took from this second viewing is that this feels like not a kid's movie and i i kind of like say that a little uh reprehensively because you know uh, animation of course has this stigma for like being something that's like air quote only for kids mm-hmm. um and of course like disney uh slash pixar is a purveyor of that of like making content that is like very very much like in the mind of trying to tell a story to a kid and um of course it's like i guess more broadly a family movie like this uh, definitely feels like a not just a family movie like disney pixar they're making films that are like co-viewing type films um it it feels like usually they tend to make films that are more for the kids side but then happen there happens to be an adult in the room and kind of like giving quips to so that air quote the adult doesn't get bored or whatever like that's kind mm-hmm. of like the vibe usually the vibe i got from this was like oh this is more of a family film that leans more on the adult side of things like there's so many like just well-written jokes and well-written like uh story elements within it and concepts that are very much like kind of just high high level <laughs> like thought uh type of concepts that are in it that is mm-hmm. very much like, oh, yeah, this is like, like, this is the type of film that's like good. It's okay to have a kid watching, but it felt like there's just like much more mature thoughts and story elements being talked about. No, yeah, for sure. I, I felt that 100% while uh, watching this movie, just that like, I had a, I just had a really good time. And it, for any, I'll say for any creative field, this movie cuts a little deep, even, but even, even beyond creative fields, I'm only saying creative just because I'm in a creative field currently, you know, but um, the main character is in a creative field. Yeah. And the main character is in a creative field. Um, This can be applied to like any passion that someone has, but specifically speaking for like those of us that are like in creative fields, it cuts deep just because there's that particular moment where uh, Dorothea is played by Angela Bassett. So great. Um, (laughs) Is talking to Joe near the, I'd say like the mid point, maybe the 75% point of the film when he finally does achieve his dream of playing in a jazz band and he's going to be playing with them full time. It's like, you know, that's been Joe's dream. He gets it. He finally is able to do it, but he says, you know, I've been dreaming about this for my whole life but I thought it would feel different. And that right there almost made me start crying. And then Dorothea tells him a story about a fish. I think it was a fish. It was, yeah, it, was fish the, it was the fish and the old fish. And 
yeah. uh, spoilers basically like the there's a fish that goes to an old fish and he's like uh man i can't wait to one day see the ocean or be in the ocean and the old fish says man you're what you're already in the ocean what are you talking about and the f- younger fish says no no this is just water i want to be in the ocean and yeah that was definitely a hard hitting <laughs> like ooh yeah like basically saying like don't like you're living your life now like you should live your life now not for that thing that you think you want mhm and and just like you know we we focus so hard on our creative goals that when we end up finally getting there, we don't feel the feeling that we felt trying to get it. Mm-hmm. We feel it's almost like we we have a friend who told me a, a friend, a friend of ours told me that she had been in production for a very long time and she'd been trying to be a storyboard artist for so, so, so long. She finally got that storyboard artist job. She finally did it. She got she was a revisionist. It took a while, but she did it. Mm-hmm. But when she got it, she told me she kind of felt like this weird feeling of, huh, I thought that I would be like hooping and hollering or like something, something, something else. Like I thought I'd feel something else. But then she realized, you know, she had been putting so much into her career and into trying to get the job that she hadn't really been, you know, taking care of herself or like doing other things, you know? Mm-hmm. And it also made me think about myself, how like, you know, when I got my first job in animation, I'd been trying so long. I cried and I felt really good. But at the same time, like, I'm still not satisfied. I'm still trying to do something else within it. And it makes you go like, oh, shit. Like, we just push so hard for that creative goal that we sort of lose sight of everything else around us and when we get it we've been pushing for so hard we're not feeling what we thought we would feel and that made me cry Mm. because i understand that completely Mm -hmm. i feel like um a lot (laughs) almost yeah it was so much and i feel like every (laughs) there were so many moments where i like felt like i was about to cry and it's like oh man oh no <laughs> oh no no like oh geez like this isn't even oh man like, come on like a lot of like many of the moments in the film where uh ooh, ooh, uh joe there we go <laughs> i was trying to remember his name joe the main Amy character <laughs> um is just walking around and like I feel like I'm like trying not to spoil things, but I'm like, oh, so we are spoiling things. Yeah, but also, don't worry it about it. Don't it worry doesn't about make it. sense to jump to where I'm talking about. But like a lot of the the uh, points of the film where he was just walking around and like discovering things, I was just like, oh man, he's oh oh geez, or rediscovering things about New York life, and I'm like, oh wow, <laughs> like I, I'm a cry. This doesn't even deserve tears, but I'm a cry. <laughs> mm. Um, but yeah, gosh, where were we? Oh yeah, we were just talking about things we liked so yeah basically uh the thing i'm talking about is at a point in the film joe who is uh on the cusp of death so he's a soul and uh 22 who is the soul that he um partners up with just befriends uh while he's in the before life uh they at one point make it back to earth but 
Joe is accidentally in the body of a cat and 22 is in his body. And that's the part that I'm talking about where I'm just like 22 discovering things in Joe's body where he's, uh, they are like, whoa, look at this leaf. Oh, wow. Music is great. Pizza is amazing. I'm like, oh, pizza is amazing. Pizza is so good. <laughs> pizza is good. <laughs> And uh, speaking of which, uh, speaking of the before life, that uh, just the the aesthetic of that was like one of my favorite parts of this film. And that Trent Reznor music. Come on now. Uh, is that is that the music that was playing in the before life? Yeah. Trent Reznor. He did some of the music composition for the stuff in the great before because it kind of mm-hmm. has that um, like more. That's, like the, nine, that's the Nine Inch Nails guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, it has like a new agey type. New yeah, AG, he like- he apparently is like really big on like um, because my um my boyfriend um is more familiar with Trent Reznor than I am. Mm. I mean, I've listened to like one album that Nine Inch Nails did, which was really good. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, like Trent Reznor has like kind of these very electric kind of sounds that he does, and he even did the score uh for if people have seen because my boyfriend and I are my bad words because my boyfriend and i are watching it right now i know we're a little late but uh we're watching watchmen and he did the score for that and it sounds very similar with like the really cool like um electric kind of like sounds that almost mm. sound a little like jazzy or not jazzy but like just like kind of 80s but not not quite like the music to me and this is not an insult describe it yeah the music to me which i'm about to say is not an insult kind of sounded sounds like uh when you first turn on a Wii or no (laughs) yeah it's like that like like very like like it's that kind of stuff it's just like a cooling calming like meditative like hey welcome to the Wii (laughs) welcome to the before life like it's very meditative which i feel like parts of this film like concepts of this film definitely pulled from is that that meditative type state mm-hmm. uh, which i also very much appreciated but yeah the colors were amazing the way the soul not the souls the um the the terry's and jerry's look yeah the terry's really and jerry's cool. i loved it so much i, I love the, the way that jerry's. I, I love the way that terry moved around and yes. um when when i'm gonna say they just because like they don't have any gender they they yeah, just they, they're they they're illusion <laughs> they're yeah. just a construct of of what i forgot what they said but they're a construct not even an exist they don't exist <laughs> they're just constructs they're the mind yeah they're they are 22 described it like because there was that joke like, why are you in the, why do you sound like a middle-aged white woman and 22 is like well you know this is a hypothetical like i'm just choosing yes to sound like there this. yeah hypothetical. I, can, I can sound like i could sound like this if i want to but you know but we also know that's also for like us as the audience to have something to understand as well mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah also apparently harry is voiced by whoever did moana's grandma oh okay okay yeah yeah wow range talk about range but yeah like just the animation for that was really beautiful and gorgeous and i kind of you know being being a christian a person of faith i thought it was really interesting to just sort of make an afterlife 
that was sort of um, universal rather than mm-hmm. conforming. Picking, yeah, picking than, from like, than, like just picking one one faith or like one belief. Mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting and kind of reading up on it. I some of the like development for it, like the Pixar development team said that they wanted to make sure it was a little bit more universal and they like the the way like the Terry's and Jerry's looked. They wanted to what where was it? Sorry, I was like reading something. I'm like, oh this is really interesting. Um blah, 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 blah. um yeah they just looked at um how souls are represented by different cultures and faith so that's why they wanted to just sort of make something that was like an amalgam of that and just make it more like open and universal so that's why like they they look the way they do you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean i i really appreciated and dug that because it's just like not picking too much from any specific religion like it's kind of like okay like what could this be and stay steering away from that like the concept of a heaven or hell because that's very much like imbued in like uh religion mm-hmm. and uh just saying no yeah like this is kind of like even the, like they didn't really even touch too much on the afterlife or where you go after you die like they really did focus in more on the before life there right. was like they did have a little bit of a like oh this is this is a uh uh, what do you call those runways in an airport this is a moving floor toward a great beyond but they didn't go near the great beyond they didn't go into the great beyond and see what's going on they didn't say all right now you're being divided up into like bad or good people no it's right now you're dead (laughs) like this is this is kind of like a second death a little bit because it's like all right you die and now your soul is going to go die (laughs) but uh and also like uh one of the things i picked up on uh well i i think i noticed this in my first viewing but about this uh, uh moving floor to heaven was that the the floor was kind of like frets of a guitar like the neck of a guitar which was like really a really nice touch Mm -hmm. and so i really appreciated that and yeah yeah it was just very 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 good but yeah like the film just did a really good job reminding we didn't even talk about the whole like lost soul thing too like like the whole aspect of the lost souls and how and like the zone and how like just when people get into the zone doing something whether it's like they're drawing they're playing music they just like you feel like you're having that out-of-body experience where you're just you know on cloud nine and you're feeling really good about what you're doing versus when you're too obsessive and then you lose yourself in that like that those are really good parallels and i think that the representation of that was like it kind of caught me off guard Mm -hmm. because i was expecting um, when we got to the whole to that area, when we got to the zone and you saw like the people that were like in the zone versus the people who were lost souls. And they but before they explain it, I thought that the lost souls, I thought it was going to be like, yeah, like these are bad people or something like that. Like, mm. I just thought it was going to be a black and white thing. But the movie very much avoided good or bad. Just talking about how people feel personally about stuff. It very yeah, it much very- avoided this black and white uh, division of how things are are supposed to be and how they're not supposed to be. Right. Yeah. And 
it truly, truly was, or is, I, I don't know why I keep saying it in the past tense, but truly is a film that kind of more focuses on inspiration. Right. It's like, it seems, I feel like at first glance, when you're maybe first watching it, or like when you first hear about it, or you see, all right, oh, wow, it's a, it's a dude that's going to be a dead guy during this whole thing. Oh, man, okay. Like, you think it might just be a film about, like, life or um, just some, having to say something. I mean, it is saying something about life, but it's, or the afterlife is what I'm trying to, like, I guess, say that it's not, that it's more skewing on, like, uh, inspiration and, like, the, what's driving life and what inspires to, like, continue, like, being curious or just, yeah, just the drive and yeah, that that <clears throat> representation of being in the zone and that form of being inspired. And when it becomes when you're so inspired or in the zone or wanting to to do something like maybe too much and it just mm-hmm. becomes something that's like fills you with anxiety and like sadness and what you love becomes something that's like actually hurting your soul and yeah just the look of it was so haunting (laughs) it was so scary like the first time i watched i was like oh no like this is a this is i want to see this horror movie (laughs) this is so scary uh yeah Real quick, I want to go back and just properly like credit music. It's Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. It's mm. both of them from Nine Inch Nails doing the, the Great Beyond and Great Before music scenes, and um, John Batiste doing the uh, like jazz stuff for like nineties. Yeah. Oh man, music like I mean, animation was incredible. Looked great. I mean. I feel like you know it's Pixar. It's it's like it's it's gonna it's yeah. It's Pixar. Bad. It's um, it's gonna it's gonna look good regardless. But mm-hmm. they very much I surprised feel like... with the kind of story that was being told because you know yeah Pixar always quote unquote makes you cry like it always, it always is very sad. I feel like this did something that. I don't, it's weird like you said like yeah, yeah like i agree it's weird like you said to say like it's not for kids but i mean i i, I also think it's so... like oh sorry i was just gonna say like i have uh my cousin uh who has kids who watched the film and was like oh i love this my kids were kind of confused <laughs> but they enjoyed it <laughs> very much like what and right. i think that is also good though because it kind of opens that conversation of like oh yeah like yeah exactly like oh what's this mean or like uh what why did they do this like oh this is just uh their representation of like uh what uh the before like life before was or like what a soul is or like what inspiration is or what the air quote meaning of life is on air quote (laughs) Mm -hmm. um yeah, so it very much like kind of gets you into that talk with with kids and kind of introduces it in a fun, beautiful way. Yeah, like it's it very much like you said is a movie about inspiration. Just like doing a little bit of research, like for the great before, they said that they like didn't want it to be based off of any specific culture either. Like still, just keep it kind of universal. 
yeah like that's just something even in religion that's not really that talked about either it's just like what's before life right yeah like the before isn't necessarily discussed well not not to say I mean, that it's not discussed, but it's not discussed that much in in yeah yeah because it's like because religion is usually a guide for living and a lot of religion is about like all right this is a this is a guide for how to live and this is what happens after you have lived yeah and if you don't believe in anything that's it and that's okay um (laughs) but in terms of like faith and like believing and like religion and whatnot yeah like a lot of it is very much just let's talk about how to live that good life so you can get to whatever is whatever is next you know mm-hmm. um uh, again like speaking from christianity weird the bible is our rule book it is how you know this is what you do to live a good life don't don't be a jerk contrary to popular belief i know that there are some christians that are like ah oh, gay people bad because of this one verse and i'm like nah that, that nah nah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nah be nice to everybody mm-hmm. thank you yes please just gonna just gonna interject my um my belief in here a little bit hey uh don't be mean to people of the lgbt plus q community uh yeah no don't do that yeah don't do that <laughs> don't do that please be nice please be nice um as peoples, a um, as peoples yeah don't 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 do that <laughs> don't do that guys but yeah like it's just like this is real book this is how to do the thing and then when you die jesus and god are like what up you did it cool it's great and i'm gonna be like yeah it's great mm-hmm. hang out but yeah uh, what were you saying <laughs> i kind of cut you off i'm sorry no <laughs> it's okay you're saying it was no, very yeah. much about inspiration no yeah it is very much about inspiration but um yeah i was reading that they kind of based the like the architecture and how the great before looks off of uh renditions of like ideas for for like the world's fair in like the 30s and the 60s and whatnot um because it's supposed to inspire it's meant to inspire to create a sense of odd importance and like that's Mm. why like everything about and when you think about it it does feel very like fair like because it's all about like innovation and learning and knowledge and that's what the world's fair was in that 30 year span of time was like just about like these are these things that inspire us moving forward and like this is the knowledge we can learn and like blah 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 and i'm sure there was some non super great things the world's fair because it's 30s and 60s and it's not a great time for (laughs) non-white folks (laughs) Mm. uh but but that's a different conversation um um so yeah it's really interesting how they incorporated all of these elements to create Mm -hmm. this metaphysical space of like how a soul is made how how a soul becomes a person i just that 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 really interested me but Mm -hmm. but again like just kind of going back just positives i just i just really like the (sighs) so i'm gonna be a bit of a butt here um i know that studios have styles sometimes (laughs) sometimes <laughs> wait are you, are you getting into negatives or what's going on no, no i'm getting positives okay okay no i know that studios have styles and i know it's like it's very obvious like oh you can tell when this studio makes this or when this studio makes this you know mm-hmm. sometimes some stuff feels samey and that's okay but mm. 
I really appreciated that Soul did not really look like a Disney Pixar film. Mm-hmm. It did yeah. not have that typical quote unquote Disney Pixar style that yes. most of the films have had lately, which is not bad to say I enjoy it. It looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. But the character design had a lot of really unique shapes and volumes to it and mm-hmm. just seeing that placed on different like black characters whether it's mm-hmm. the barbershop whether it's just this like the diverse students that joe had in his class the the so the sewing shop where his mom and his like I'm just going to call them office aunties because that's okay, what good. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Too. I was going to say office aunties. I was going to say like his, his uh, aunties. I don't know if they're actually his aunts, but they're well, I mean, I, when I would go visit my granny and my mom at work uh, mm-hmm. at the post office, they were just my post office aunties. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like the, some people were just post office aunties to me. So. Mm-hmm. Um, office aunties. <laughs> But yeah, just like seeing that was so refreshing. Yeah. It felt so nice. It felt so good. That isn't to say I don't want to see like another Tiana looking black woman or a Elsa looking black woman. But there was something about like the shapeliness and variety in the character design that I was like, ooh, I really like this. This Mm -hmm. feels unique. But Part of that could also be because it's been a minute since Disney Pixar has put out a film that was grounded in modern reality. Mm, Yeah, that could also play a part into it. And also it could play a part into it to the fact that it is COVID time and none of us, those of us that are smart, have not been in large gatherings <laughs> mm-hmm. with other people so that could also play a part on it on our mental state as well yeah i really liked the 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 difference in like it wasn't like kind of it felt it felt disney pixar without it being like disney pixar in terms of like character design like it felt it, i definitely felt like all right like these feel disney pixar but at the same time it was like this isn't that like same type of like look <laughs> yeah it's they not the same type of look. and yeah the variety the shape language like it didn't feel like it was just a like many of the characters especially like even background characters just didn't feel like they were oh um this is uh generic character b but we just textured them with darker skin like no they felt very much like okay we are designing this character as a black character or an Asian character or whatever ethnicity character specifically for this character, even if they're a background character and they're probably going to be here for like one second. And I'd say it was also like just really nice for like you and I, because like, you know, you being from New York and like walking around the city like that probably resonated with you a lot. And for me, even though like I'm not from New York, I'm, walked around i'm from chicago and like walking around the city of chicago like it, it's a very similar feeling of like oh man like this city vibe all these different kinds of people like mm-hmm. yes this is what it's like you mm-hmm. know yeah it felt good they even got pizza rat in there <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, Soul Soul was a really good movie. And the ending, I think it reminded me. I recently watched um with my boyfriend, um, what was it? Truman Show, because I'd never seen it and it's always been on my list of movies to watch. And mm-hmm. it's also one of those movies that, like, you know, as like a film person, everybody's like, Oh, you gotta watch Truman Show, it's really good, blah, blah, blah. And you know, you hear all the time reality tv didn't exist until truman show basically and have you have you seen it Wait oh yeah yeah okay okay yeah yeah so it was my first time watching it uh the other night and that ending wow mm-hmm. wow it yeah. um it, it does it, have that feel to it too where it's it had like, a, yeah it had a very similar feeling like, go on live life now <laughs> yeah, like we don't know what's on, gonna happen go on and live life now like we don't know what happened we, we don't know what you like we know what you choose, but we don't know what you choose to do, and that's okay. Yeah. Like the like the Jerry's give Joe a second chance because of his like good work trying to help out twenty two, and just you know, helping her decide that you know maybe I do want to live, maybe I do want to go be instead of existing here, bef- like pre living. Like I want to live. <laughs> I want to pre existence. I want to do do stuff i want to live a life um which is really nice so that was one of the things that uh, left me dissatisfied during my first viewing because it initially like initially watching the film it felt like they were trying to seek out a purpose of living for 22 but they i mean they at a point in the film they do give this but i guess it didn't resonate until my second viewing but Mm -hmm. like saying that okay like a purpose for a living isn't what they were trying to give 22 or the rest of the pre pre souls the the pre body souls or whatever um they were trying to make the like inspire the excitement for a living and that doesn't necessarily mean like a meaning for life or like what your life's purpose is but like just living in general Mm. and like even moments in the film where there is a moment in the film where uh, I guess Joe's looking back on everything that happened in the film and leading up to his like third act kind of like uh, decision, but him thinking like, Oh, uh, what was it? I think, Oh, when 22 is like in his body and they're walking around, she jokes like not jokes. I think she says it seriously. Like, Oh, maybe sky looking at the sky is my purpose or, mm-hmm. uh, walking, walking down the streets, my purpose. Like, this is amazing. And he's like, Oh, that's not a purpose. That's just living. Yeah, it's just living. It's just stuff. And that's do. exactly, yeah, this is like exactly it. <laughs> like that was like what they're the, the meaning of life maybe is just living <laughs> or just like the, the spark of life is just, just plain old living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I, I guess I got confused anything. a little bit um, because liked it. because of that, like ah, yeah, like initial, like all right, let's find twenty two's uh, purpose or whatever. Here's a haul of a bunch of stuff. Like, and I, it felt like even asking like other people who watched it, like, okay, what's up with this? And them saying like, yeah, it felt like they would at least show like what twenty two would have done <laughs> or like figured out like what. 22 wanted to do but yeah no the that's not like the point of it it's like the point is that 22 they just want to live yeah and become become an an existing person 22 become human 
and or animal. You know what? That also that's one of the things that confused me about this film was the animal <laughs> swapping. Well, and... let's leave that for the let's let's wrap up the positive and then we'll get into yeah. like yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah let's wrap up positives because yeah yeah we're kind of so yeah it was it was a good movie it was a good mm-hmm. movie really liked it Heck i yeah. i would watch it again i think it's a very important film for black kids to just see to just see like just to, i don't know I, I just think it's important it's it's, it's a, a good um, black a good, film like you know they're, they're step yeah it's yeah step. it's a good step it's definitely a good step not um, perfect as we'll get to but Mm -hmm. i it is a good step yeah it is definitely a black movie (laughs) that i i mean i would say is a black movie just because it's just like very it's a very black film like it has a lot of cultural like city um african-american city life elements to it that was just like yeah this is it yeah this yep Mm -hmm. (laughs) even little jokes that are like Huh. Like uh the joke about like trying to hail a cab and he's like, huh, this would be hard if, even if I wasn't in a um <laughs> in, uh, like a in a hospital gown. <laughs> yeah, in a hospital gown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Soul is good. Uh we recommend it. Everybody should watch it. It's great. So the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh so there's this <laughs> trope that uh films tend to do uh we talked about it uh in princess and the frog when it comes to animated films uh with the uh, season one by the way guys (laughs) yeah go go back to season one of the black and animated podcast to see what they're talking about episode i don't know the number but it's the princess and the frog (laughs) Um, but yeah uh and that trope is the transforming into an animal or transforming into a non-human identity or a character trope in order to learn how to be human yeah just just to learn a lesson period and you know we've seen that happen with a lot of with like a a chunk of major uh feature film animated feature films that feature a character of a protagonist of color some of them you can argue that like it is essential some of them you can argue argue against it i'm not really here we're not really here to argue all of them just to point it out that like you know the trope does exist so you see it in mm-hmm. prince and the frog you see it in emperor's new groove you see it mm-hmm. in brother bear you mm-hmm. see it in brother bear 2 uh mm-hmm. you see it in you see it in spies in disguise you see it in soul you yeah see it in soul yeah and uh, it's like it's and uh i mean we discussed this previously but this trope is troubling because one it's kind of make it's like a lot of them like uh, soul so a lot of them makes the main character become a animal and in soul's case a lot of people uh, when when it was first announced didn't know that he would become (laughs) an animal at all we're just saying like well you're killing off uh, uh the the first black lead of a disney pixar film a disney film and you're basically having him dead the whole movie because people didn't know what exactly the plot or anything what the concept was behind soul uh so like first glance that's what you think but when you actually get into the story of it 
like oh and he also becomes an animal as well his soul accidentally goes into a cat's body so it's like so it's like two, so it's like it's uh, a, it, it is really, a double it's like doubling a, down on it a little yeah <laughs> it almost, it's almost doubling down because it's just like oh that sucks like this person of color doesn't like can't be his own person for this entire like not the entire movie but for a chunk a big chunk of this movie and he, like, he is himself for... but then he becomes an animal and you're like oh well there it is yeah joe, <laughs> joe it, and, black twitter was like counting down the minutes of how long he is himself mm-hmm. how, how long he is himself my boyfriend and i were actually counting down too um mm-hmm. we were like you i like when joe died he looked at me and said honey pause the movie what what is the timestamp? And my my boyfriend is white, mind you. So like, but he is like very aware of like all these things. And I mean, he dies first ten minutes. Yeah, the first first ten minutes, and I think he gets his body back ish in like the last fifteen, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, some maybe last. It's weird because it's like he gets it back, but then he goes back, which is which also part of the uh the trope a little bit because it's kind of like well now i gotta definitely like did this where it's like all right like i i figured out something about myself and or no i i got what i wanted which is to become human again or go back to my life but i just realized that i'm kind of a douchebag <laughs> So I have to go back to being dead and or not a human. Oh man, that to... happened in Brother Bear too. I'm just thinking about it. Kenai goes back to being a bear. Uh... In order to save the person that was like, that was tagging along with me no. throughout the whole movie. It's it's something that it's, it's definitely, it's a part of that trope where it's just like, all right, it's the third act. Kenai I got what I wanted, though. but you know what? I got to lose what I want in order to gain what I I didn't know I needed. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, it's, it's a part of storytelling, but also a part of this trope. So it it it's really difficult. So this is why, like, as soon as I was done watching Soul, I was screaming because I was like, I had a really great time. But, you know, it's like that mm-hmm. big but in there. Like, mm-hmm. I had a really great time, but. And I still would like if I rated this movie, I would give it like like a like a B, like a high B. But like still, there's that little bit that I'm like, mm, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and because the what, but what was even weirder is like, you know, Joe, Joe dies, turns mm-hmm. to a go a soul. I, I, yeah, it turns to a soul, becomes a cat. Mm-hmm. But then also you get a white woman talking out of a black man's body. And again, mm-hmm. technically, okay, okay, okay. I know where you're going with that I too. To, it's like, I, need, I need to say my spiel. Like, so this is what okay, I've been okay. telling like, all these people. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, Soul is a really, really wonderful film. It's really mm-hmm. wonderful and talks about so many wonderful things. And, you know, as a black person, it's really, for, for me as a black person, it's, wonderful but also difficult at the same time struggling with my emotions with this film because it meant so much to me watching mm-hmm. it as a black creative yeah. but at mm-hmm. the same time it kind of let me down with the transformation aspect of it because as wonderful as a film it is it still did it and it was very jarring to see the 
a main character transform twice and also to hear the voice of a white woman come out of this black character's body and even though technically 22 is not a white woman 22 technically has no gender has no ethnicity because 22 is just 22 they are just a pre-soul that is not yet lived a life that has not yet become whatever race ethnicity they are supposed to be but because of but because of the the way the world works and the way you know we as humans consume media we register 22 as tina fey who is a white woman so it feels really weird to hear her voice coming out of joe for that segment as beautiful as that segment is because 22 is mm-hmm. learning about life it's still a little weird yeah i agree and it's kind of like watching uh get out it's kind of like watching get out they're just like all right we gotta put this <laughs> we gotta put this uh white lady voice into this uh this black yeah so it's like <sighs> So it's like, yeah, it's just, it's just really, it's just really weird. And I tell people, and my boyfriend kind of asked me this question because, because he was sitting and thinking about it too. We were both like, just thinking like, we like this movie, but, and he proposed this question to me saying, honey, if what would, would it still be an issue if 22 was voiced by someone who was black, like he said, like Childish Gambino, for example, but he said just in general, like, would it still be an issue if 22 was voiced by someone who was black? And I said, I think it would not be an issue. I think that particular, I love this movie, but like that particular pinpoint would be gone and you wouldn't really even be thinking about it. But the, becoming a ghost becoming a cat part would kind of still be there but i think Mm -hmm. it sort of softens the blow a little bit if 22 is not tina fey Mm -hmm. but that's just my thought on it and i also think and this is the other part of like my big my big like oh i need to scream about this movie because like Mm -hmm. oh i loved it but also oh my feelings um Mm -hmm. (laughs) i also think that like because of the world that we live in because of when this movie came out and because of all of the events that have happened lately in the greater like media populace with people being more aware of things i feel like because of the way the world and and also because like the way the entertainment space is if we had more movies that had more animated movies mind you more if we had more animated films that featured characters of color and in particular in this instance, more black characters in leading roles, be it like more, more princesses, more adventures, more musicals, more animated musicals, more whatever, more variety. Mm-hmm. This would not be an issue. It would just be another movie. Yeah. Because there is variety, but because right. we have not had that variety, like once every blue moon and this mm-hmm. is still happening that's why it is part of the discussion right (laughs) but i will also say too sorry like i'm still rambling a lot because i've I've been thinking some more thoughts and more thoughts have you gotta you gotta gotta spit your you gotta spit those uh you gotta spit those rhymes bro you gotta spit those words 
Um, yeah, <laughs> come on, <laughs> bring it. You gotta bring it. But more thoughts have come like it is. Tell like it is. <laughs> more thoughts have come up since like my talks with people, and I did talk to one of my friends, a young black man who I went to college with. He and I had a conversation about it as well because I'm just like I just need to talk to more black people about this movie. Like I, I just need to know. Like I need, I need to hear like every opinion because. I'm like all over the place. Like I love it, but and he said that he is aware, but it's almost like a non-issue for well, not that it's a non-issue, but he's bothered by it less. So, because when we he and I talked about it, he was fresh off of um watching it. Like he had just got done watching it like 20 minutes prior, uh, mm-hmm. when we talked about it. So it was like fresh in his head, and he also is in the middle of kind of like a sort of midlife midlife crisis just trying to figure out like where he's going creatively so he resonated with joe a whole lot like he's not in his 40s like joe but he's like early-ish mid-30s so and he and i just talked and he said that he related a lot to the movie and he kind of feels that uh, he he kind of feels that this movie is important for young black boys to see to show that there are other avenues available for them for passions that they have as well as he doesn't want the um as as, like this movie is just such an important thing for black people in animation to show that like you know like we are on screen uh we are here like we like we store our stories can be told in different ways but yeah it is a concern that the discourse if you will will overshadow the movie itself and people will not give it a chance, which I think it has in some ways. Like there are some black people who aren't going to watch this movie because of that, that are like hearing mm-hmm. the reviews and hearing that he does transform and the whole Tina Fey thing. Like there are some black people that are hearing it and are not watching this movie because of it. He also spoke to me about how when you look at it, even though he is a creative person and went to school for animation, um, he spoke to the he spoke about the general populace of people who watch this movie right or the general populace of black folks that watch this movie that may not be as creatively inclined or or maybe creative inclined but are not analyzing it as deeply as us that are like all about film theory and color and like know the tropes and whatnot there are some black folks that are watching this movie that are just consumers that are just watching it to consume a piece of media and have a good time and he spoke about how his family didn't really they don't know who Tina Fey is. They're just like, that's a voice, you know, like they're enjoying it and they're watching the movie for what it is. And mm-hmm. I also think that that is kind of valid because even though a lot of us black folks that are critiquing it may be creative inclined or involved in the creative aspect or maybe involved, even though there are us black folks that are creatively inclined or know about the entertainment space and like the different tropes that exist in media there are a lot of black people that are just watching soul as consumers to watch a piece of media and it is valid for them to do so. And they don't pick up on these things. And I, I I'd say that is also a valid thing to just enjoy it for what it is and not deeply analyze it. But at the same time, those of us that are aware, I guess should see soul as not the end all be all, but as a step, as I mentioned before, because I do feel like even though Soul, huh, in a way, doubled down on the mm-hmm. trope mm-hmm. and added a really weird 
maybe kind of uncomfortable thing with Tina Fey's voice. It still visually is miles better, I suppose, than where we were before. I really like Spies in Disguise, but Spies in Disguise still like as much as Spies in Disguise slaps. Like it really slaps. It's a really fun movie. Oh, I love Spies. <laughs> it's in a Disguise. really fun movie, I, and I wasn't expecting to like it, but I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> but Spies in Disguise is still sort of weird because the crux of it is that black cool spy dude who's kind of mean has a dark past and works alone because his partner died, and is just like sometimes you gotta kill people when you're a spy and white boy tom holland is like no no kill people bad black man don't do that and (laughs) and black man will smith learns oh i will not be violent i must become bird and use funny inventions made by white boy tom holland that are non-lethal and i will not be violent and not kill people and when I think about wow, it, that's like perfect quote. Did you have the script in front of you? Yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> and and I'm not knocking anybody that worked on these films. Like you know, we're industry professionals. Like we people put their heart and so- souls. Ha! Huh? People put their heart and souls. Whoa! In- no. <laughs> people put their heart. People put their heart and soul into these films, but it's yeah. still important to be aware that like. <sighs> I feel okay. So my. Talking- there but maybe you didn't need to do the thing i don't know right no okay so my thing about this is um like it's sort of like because you you kind of made like points that i also wanted to point out so that's good but like uh when it comes to going back to like the consumer like not really artists or creative like look into like okay maybe i'm just throwing this on like i like that even that viewpoint is important even though they might not even care like oh okay whatever like i don't even know Stephen Fay. i don't know who teen Fey is whatever like even if they have that opinion about it it's still important to like kind of like have to have people that have this opinion or to to discuss this because we i feel like this trope is sort of like a very soft microaggression <laughs> And I don't know if it's soft. It's it's a microaggression. Okay, okay. I say it's soft because okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would it, it is a microaggression. I say it's soft only because it's like a little less aggressive than a than microaggression. Okay, then yeah, we'll say, it's soft. we'll say it's soft microaggression, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like microaggressions, I mean they can be things that can be pers- purposefully done, but I feel like this is even like unconscious. Yeah, I feel like this is like a little bit more unconscious than a microaggression would be like i feel like there isn't someone that's just like ah, you know what this would be a like I, I feel like this isn't someone that's trying to like put a, a black person is like i don't even think like like i don't know if this film even uh originally s- had a black lead like i don't it think that, like I, um, yeah so uh, like i feel according like according to like a lot of like articles and whatnot um the film originally like was not I think it was just a white dude and he wasn't a jazz teacher. He was doctor. He, he was something else. He was like a different profession, but then they landed on making him a jazz musician. And then by the, then when they decided, you know, it jazz, let's make him black. Yeah. So, because, I mean, this jazz is like very much rooted in black culture. 
what is what did his dad in the film say? It was like black rhythmic something. <laughs> he was like, it's not jazz, it's black rhythm something. I can't remember. But anyway, yes. Um anyway, but the the trope is a uh, microaggression. And just like I think uh a lot of society, like modern day societal, like letting go of or allowing microaggressions to happen or just letting them go is like you know it, it's still a huge part of racism even if it's a micro thing microcosm of like this like what how bad racism can be and i don't know it's still something that's bad and i think just let not that we're like air quote just letting it go but to uh, continuously allow it to happen i don't know it, it it's it's it adds to cultural impact and i i feel like just adding a micro this adding a microaggression into cultural impact makes it slowly become like a stereotype and then slowly makes it become like more of an aggression and i don't know if that's what this like trope is leading to or has led to but it like i i think like if if microaggressions were continuously happening in to someone like let's say in the workplace or at school, like they wouldn't just sit by and let it happen. They would like do something about it or at least feel a way about it, feel bad about it. So I think having that, uh, what would I say? Like having that critiqued eye in terms of this is still good because it allows us to be like, all right, like let me rethink this sort of concept when we're making another film that's like in this yeah. in this realm or topic or like with this theme or concept behind it and it pushes it to a different level or makes you think about it in a different way so i feel like it's good to be able to have this like uh critique on it be- because like even it- it'll be even better for that consumer for the next film basically is where i'm going at mhm um so i I, I think it's also important to mention too that like uh like i don't i don't know like i guess just that this trope also may not bother every black person as well right just because we are not like my nephew was like i don't care (laughs) yeah and your nephew's little like your nephew's not gonna be thinking about that my nephew is actually 20 oh well then uh, <laughs> never mind never mind okay <laughs> but I, I think it's just because I'm, I'm i'm looking at just articles again and you know they for this film they did have a lot of consultants on it and mm-hmm. yeah it was directed by pete doctor who was white and kemp powers is black but and, and the other writer mike jones I believe is um he is also white but they had a lot of consultants like come on and talk to them and Jamie Foxx himself was like you know consulting and talking and apparently like they had consultants like every day and it wasn't they they didn't ignore the fact that Joe was not going to be in that Joe was going to be in solar cat form for most of the of the movie mm-hmm. um like there's a question right here that says like uh it's an entertainment um online uh, article 
And the question for them was like, you are making pick you you are making Pixar history with studio's first black lead. Was there any concern about them ha- was there any concern about having him spend a large part of the movie in soul form or in a cat or voiced by a white woman? And they're like, Yeah, years constantly. They they it, it was very tricky and the writer Kemp, like our the main writer Kemp Powers, he was saying how like they he understands that like you know you have to make sure you're not doing it for sake of gags. They had discussions almost every day for four years and trying not to be disrespectful, but you are still seeing Joe there technically. Like the movie is called Soul, and you know like Joe is there even though he's a cat, he is there, like his mm. body is walking around. Like I feel like it's but a good it's still, like I f- I feel like it's a good concept still. I feel yeah. like the the idea of like a character yeah uh, like becoming you know transforming into something else in order to learn a lesson or whatever. Like I like I mean I dig that concept. Is like it's just unfortunate it's just, that it happens to people of color in animated content the most, and mm-hmm. most of the times where main leads of color are seen that's when it happens nothing else really mm-hmm. yeah. like and it's like i becoming... just remember being so hyped for spies in disguise and then dude turns mm. into a bird in the trailer oh, halfway through, yeah. and i was like oh okay yeah i was like oh yeah we're gonna get a spy movie it's gonna be animated gonna be goofy whatever i don't care mm. i'll watch this this is great and then dude turns into a pigeon and i'm like oh yeah. okay okay like dang it and that's one of the like i love spies in disguise but that's one of the things i was kind of like no with spies in disguise because i was just like as i was watching it i was like oh this is amazing i love this film and then when he becomes uh, a pigeon it just feels like there's a hard like left turn to a different movie and i'm like um, i was like this a- action film with the black lead like it felt like it was gonna go this way but it goes like into making it a huge joke which is like it's fine it worked for the film but it's also just like oh man like dang it <laughs> yeah and like it, I, it it's really interesting just because like i understand that like again you know we're black people we're not a monolith we're not we're not all going to be bothered by the same things we're not all going to right. agree on the same things um mm-hmm. there are some things that we all should be for the majority be talking about and should be agreeing for the you know like the advancement of like how our group of people is treated and whatnot like yeah sure of course but i it it is a wonder that like despite like having and i guess you know at the end of the day you're not going to please everybody you're not going to please everybody you're just not totally yeah exactly it it is still a wonder that like even though like you know consultants were had and apparent and if conversations were had every day why did they still choose to move forward this way and again like it it works and it and if we were in a different entertainment space this wouldn't be an issue but because we're not in that entertainment space where there is a variety of black characters it feels a little it's like a it's a bittersweet love relationship with this movie that i have mm. where i love it to pieces i would watch it again i love it so much but you know looking back at it i'm still like you still did the thing that's kind of in eh, you know you still did the thing 
but yeah. I would agree with my friend who I talked with that I hope that the conversation around it doesn't make people not watch the movie and I would hope that because of Soul's success I would hope that this is just the first of more movies that Disney Pixar is going to put out for that that feature black characters that feature different characters of color you know I hope that this is the first like I hope is is Encanto Pixar I don't even remember um I believe so yeah, yeah. like uh Encanto is it's Italian I think right Italian, or, I mean I, I mean that's where I thought it takes place I can't remember exactly the location it takes place but right yeah. well yeah, it is Pixar. I'm yeah, sure. like I hope that's good. I hope that there's others, like other black and brown people, um, that are featured. Like Raya's gonna drop from Disney, and I hope Raya does well, and I hope Raya is properly researched and represented well. Like I've, like I know people on Raya, and like sure they did their they did a really good job, um, so. Yeah, I don't know. I just, but in terms of black people, I just really hope that Soul, kind of like Princess and the Frog, isn't like it. Yeah, I right. hope that we get more mm -hmm. because there are more stories that can be told. Right. And and I, I I guess more is coming since like Disney partnered um with uh that one African like comic studio, you know. Yeah. So I guess that's yeah. coming, which is really cool. But yeah, I don't know. I I ugh, I'm sorry. I'm sighing a lot. I just really struggle with Soul because again, I love it a lot, but there's still that really big like, but. <laughs> Mm -hmm. you know? No, yeah, I agree. I'm kind of like in the same way. I feel like I really loved it. Like I kind of feel like a little bit of a like A minus for me. Maybe like mm. high B, a B plus. Like because it the the issues, the tropes, like or that that trope is just so significant. It's kind of like it's significant, and it's it feels like I'm at a point where I'm like okay. Could this have been told differently and in a different way? Did we have to have him like die and become a cat and uh, not become a cat? I feel and... like he could have still died. I just think, I think ultimately, like the. And also saying, I and I don't want to say like I want to change this film, but I, I yeah, it's just like I, I just come like my coming to terms with it is kind of like, okay, I, I enjoyed where the story went and yeah. how the story was told, but there's this like thing that constantly happens or there's this trope that constantly happens that just feels, doesn't feel great. It's a little dehumanizing in a way and yeah. would like to have seen the story told without it, but it was, and it stuck the land. It's like, watching a gymnast like do a routine had a little bit of a like quiver during their flip or like looked like it was a mistake but still stuck the landing with it that's a weird analogy to make but it stuck the landing so yeah like my thing is okay like maybe we can like just you know just 
the feature film, the big feature film business, like hopefully we can kind of like train and going back to that gymnast analogy, like try to like, you know, uh, just just smooth out some of those like bumps (laughs) in the routine and like maybe performing it next time will be uh, less of a like weird, weird uh, trip up in your gymnast routine and like you'll still stick the landing and it'll be awesome. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a good way to put it and a good way to like wrap up honestly with our thoughts about soul. I completely yeah. agree. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah. First, watch first episode soul. of the new yeah, season, you guys. Go watch soul, form your own opinion. Yeah, please uh, do. Your own thoughts. And yeah. And, um, and and be safe in the continued 2021 year. Again, not out of the woods yet, but you know, just be safe out there and for our listeners who are starting the new year and like job opportunities and whatnot, like do your best. We believe in you. You can do this even in the 2020 DLC. <laughs> yeah. You got this. All right. I believe in you. <laughs> Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast. As always, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Black and Animated. And listen for more episodes on blackandanimated.podbean.com and on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are the respective individual and do not reflect the views of our employers. Thanks, guys. Until next time. This episode was edited by Tyler Schlossman with music by Ergo Funk. Ergo Funk.